This is the Don't Forget to Breathe podcast. In these episodes, we discuss grief, emotions, mental health, loss, trauma, and death of loved ones. There may be triggers that touch pain and other emotions within you. We just want you to be aware before you listen. We hope this podcast will help you on your journey to emotional health. Welcome to Don't Forget to Breathe. I'm Bruce Barker. I know this is not the normal opening that you hear. That will that will come in a minute. I just wanted to give you a little uh, preface of what's going on and how this podcast and the next one uh, developed. Uh, those of you who've been following us know that Jody and I were heading down from Denver to Nashville um, for the wedding of one of our sons, and Nashville is where Arena lives. So we took the opportunity to sit down face-to-face, and do a podcast basically about the wedding season. That's the title of this first one. And as it usually happens, Rena and I just continue to talk and talk and head down paths that the subject takes us. So we decided to split this into a couple of podcasts. And being the first time that we were doing this in her office, we had a couple of little audio glitches and echoes and things that you'll hear, but here you go. Welcome to Don't Forget to Breathe. I'm Bruce Barker, sitting beside my co-host, Rena Collins. Hey, Rena. Hey, Bruce. This is a treat. We are in the same room in Nashville. Um, We're going to do a little bit of an interesting type recording um, on this. So the subject, as you you see in the header, is um, wedding season. So basically, um, we are in town uh, for the wedding of one of my sons. And, And Rena is close friends with the family of the bride. So um, we just decided to make this trip happen and then talk about everything that kind of goes along with this. Because in some of the, and I don't know if I've posted all of those episodes yet or not, um, and the after the show, there's been, you know, questions have popped up from you saying, you say you're okay with the wedding coming up. Are you really okay? So because I'm bringing a daughter into the family, and she's amazing. And and so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're just going to kind of bounce things back and forth. So it's almost going to be like an after the show, like no real real agenda, no, no notes, no anything. Just kind of here's what's going on. And some of the things I think we'll talk about is it's the wedding season coming up. So here we are at the beginning of May, and there is so much joy with weddings Mm -hmm. and um, those of us who are on the grief journey at whatever part of that journey that we're on um, sometimes that is a concern or a question that comes up of you know do are you going to this do you want to go to this how do you feel about this to experience and open up to to the feeling of joy when in your heart, you have a ton of grief. 
but the two don't necessarily have to be related. I mean, you can experience, and, and, and how I'm feeling, I can experience joy with this, and, and even the idea and the concept, and I think that's where some of the questions come up, of bringing a daughter into the family now and how I feel about that. So we're going to just, we're going to bounce around and we're going to talk about whatever. And if there's something that resonates with you as you listen to this, um, you know, make a note. And if you have a question, um, reach out to Rena, reach out to me and go, okay, when you said this, this is what it brought up for me. And because that's really the whole point of this podcast Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. So... We're just going to roll with it. Yeah, sounds Hi, good. Hi, Rena. Hey, Bruce. I'm in your in your office, in your place here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is so cool. I know, it really is. I mean, we do this and we've done this, you know, long distance for several months. And now to actually get to be in the same space. And, you know, just to celebrate that really small world connection that we have with the different sides of the family, you know, coming together and just celebrating that and getting a chance to, yeah, be in the same kind of energetic space instead of being like states away. I know. It, it's, it's a little weird because it's, we're so used to seeing each other on, um, you know, a <laughs> tiny little screen when we're talking to each other. And, and sometimes we have issues with sound or we have delays. Always. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So every time before we even start recording. And now to actually um, be in a setting that I guess most podcasts are done in when you have people sitting right across from each other and and also just the connection with like it's, it is a tightly woven tapestry. Very much so. So, Very much so. So I am excited to be here and looking forward to this entire week. Um, We've been preparing for the wedding for quite some time, um, doing various little projects, um, for the bride and groom Mm -hmm. that, that we brought down, um, that they've asked us to do. And then a, uh, video kind of a music video that, um, will be shown at the rehearsal dinner that's coming up on Friday. And so, um, my wife, Jody and I, we collaborated on that. And then I, I learned a lot about editing um, this. In fact, I had a dream last week that I was nominated for an Oscar. And I told Jody, I said, I had this dream. And she goes, what category? Editing? And I said, exactly. So it was some, I don't know. So I've spent so much time editing um, and listening to this music that was chosen and all going through hundreds and hundreds of photos of of both of them the bride and groom as kids and growing up and then um as them as a couple and then um the blessing that goes with this and all of those people that are basically blessing them and shed a ton of tears but they were they were tears of joy right so um and i was thinking okay I mean, you know, literally the, the 20, 30, 40 times that I've seen the whole thing through, making sure the timing and the edits were right and all of that, that I thought, okay, I'll be, it'll be good at the, at the wedding. 
or at the wet at the rehearsal dinner Mm -hmm. to watch this i'll be the dry eye in the house and then i thought nah because i will feel the emotion in the room right also right so what what do you think what do you think about that from a standpoint of you when you you can feel emotion in a room mm-hmm. in a setting in a place mm-hmm. and how it how it affects you so um we talk about going to a wedding and feeling joy right. do you think that someone in a grieving position can be in a setting like that and that positive emotion that they can feel that too that it's not like their grief is not going to overpower the the group right that the joy energy and the joy emotions may actually overpower them so again i'm crying tears of joy right not of of sadness and not of right oh this isn't i'm not at Kristen's wedding like none of that so does that make sense? It does. And it's a great question. It seems to be like there's different layers in it. Like you're wondering if somebody who's grieving can feel both the joy or just joy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or acknowledge being in a space where there is still grief, but it's not related to that exact moment. And you're able to feel joy um, separate from that. And, you know, it's like we've said in lots of different podcasts, you know, our hearts can hold multiple emotions at the same time or in a rapid span of time, and they don't negate each other. You know, we can hold and feel multiple emotions at the same time. And then it sounded like you were, you know, wondering if, you know, the the grief can overwhelm the joy or the joy overwhelm the grief. Um, mm-hmm. And so... I don't know if it's a matter of being overwhelmed, but maybe allowing for both emotions to be there at once and not feeling like they're going to be fighting with each other or flowing into each other in different ways. Um, And I'm just curious if when you said that, you wondered if people, this may not resonate at all, but wondered if people would wonder if your tears were related to grief and not joy. But you know their joy in the moment. Right. Yeah, I could, I, um, I, I'm sure, because Jody's asked me several times. Right. You know, um, how you doing? Are you okay? Oh my God, I'm great. So then if I'm, if, and now granted, we're both watching this as we're doing right editing or whatever, and, and we're tearing, and I do wonder, is, is and that's why she might be asking that just from that that place of love and protection of like are you right. okay right so the other people that will be at the wedding right. other family um i mean i haven't thought about it but since you said that i have no question that there will be people there that will be thinking oh this is too much for him right right and and so yeah i don't know how to and that may be the thing of why along that same line and i know we're i'm i'm taking a little detour here but why i i stopped getting 
invited to a Christmas party, you know, after Kristen died or right. this party or right. that event. Because mm-hmm. maybe it, it wasn't that I was going to be the Debbie Downer and they didn't want me there. Maybe it was that thought of this might be too much. Right. Like we're all going to be laughing and having mm-hmm. this wonderful time. That just might be too much. Right. Because that, but that I do believe since you said it that way and put it that way, that that's probably what, I mean, I, I can almost guarantee it that 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 there will be close friends and family that are there that will that will instantaneously be their thought mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. oh this is too much for him right yeah so I'm wondering how that is for you though and what your heart feels when you think about your tears being misinterpreted and can you be in your own space as opposed to wondering what others are thinking. So can you not try and take responsibility for their feelings, mm. but only be true to yourself, knowing that your truth and your heart's truth is joy? I think that that, um, that will be a conscious effort or a conscious right. thought right. to do that. Right. To basically, is like, all right, you can think what you want and... Like, you know, going in before the evening, going, right. this is how it's going to be. And and when they come up and if they come up afterwards and ask me, mm-hmm. was that too much or was right. that, or this must have been hard. Right. And I can say that at that point I can answer it right. and just say, no, it, those were tears of joy. It was amazing. Right. And then I'm sure that, especially if I can front load the info to Jody, because they'll go to her. Right was this too much for Bruce? Right. And where she can say, oh no, we've talked about this. Those are tears of joy. Right. Um, and that then I can be in the moment. Right. And not worry about that. I think, but I think that's the thing is front load that. Right. And then not, and then just not think about it or, or because, and not be taken out of the moment. Right, to be able to be present and not worried about keeping a lid on things, which means then that you're not truly experiencing the moment because you're trying to be the dry eye to influence how other people think about you. Mm, Yeah. You know, and that's almost like taking responsibility for people's interpretations. And I'm curious if there have ever been any other circumstances where you've had a different opinion to people and you've known that you're going to have a different opinion and you haven't really bothered to try and convince them otherwise. You've just allowed yourself to be in your own truth. So. It's easier. I, I would say that probably my default is trying to manage their. Right. Thought or their right. view. Right. Which when, when saying that out loud sounds ridiculous. So it like, feels why ridiculous. Why would I, how could I could possibly control what they're thinking? Right. Um, but, oh yeah, I mean, and there's, I mean, that I, I couldn't even count the number of times that was probably just a default reaction, and and to whatever circumstance and situation, you know, might be coming up. Right. Um, again, whether it was a, a special event or just being somewhere or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm curious. Do you have any like time when you're presenting the video uh, where you get to say a few words? Um, or not, or you, do you yeah. just turn it on? Okay. No, we're um, the the best man who is my oldest. 
um, he's the he's going to present because he's doing a toast. Okay. And then he will present the video. Okay. So he, his will be the last of the. Okay. So when this comes out, maybe this, maybe I don't actually launch this till after the wedding because I'm kind of giving the insight on what's happening here. Oh, so okay. He will. Yeah, maybe I just maybe I wait. Yeah, till, let's not post wait, till wait till Saturday to post it. Yeah. Um. So he um gives the last toast and then he will intro. Okay. Um and just I don't even know what he's going to say, but just kind of introing the this video as okay. a. Um, as a blessing to the to the bride and groom, right? So, so I have a couple of thoughts. Okay, and mm-hmm. none of them may resonate. Maybe, maybe the whole worry about how people will interpret um, could be offset by, as you say, preloading, and so that could be your oldest, you know, saying, "Well, apparently." Bruce and Jody, you know, cried buckets of tears. Um, they don't think they've any left before they watch this, but you know, and but he could, you know, say tears of joy, right? Or cried all the tears of joy that they possibly have, but you know, they'll probably cry more. Or, you know, you just handle it in the moment if people do come up and ask you, or you don't give any weight to what other people's thoughts are, knowing that your truth is your truth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's lots of different ways. I feel. I think the, you know, I think the, the front loading side, I think it just, it would just be with Jody and, and that I, and I think it would be a good exercise for me to, um, again, not know that there's going to be questions or know that, Mm -hmm. that there may be some people that come up after and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, were you okay? Or there may be some people that are afraid to come up and say that. And then I think that, that, probably more beneficial for me is to begin to practice the um i mean it doesn't it sounds worse than it is but not really care what they're thinking at the time but right. so that i can be in the moment right so not give and any weight to it right. right right experience whatever that is right and and that this could be a um you know a launching point you know maybe for me in future mm-hmm circumstances and events and as as we're talking with our you know with our listeners those that are going to be attending weddings mm-hmm. of even you know to think about that now mm-hmm. and to be able to be in a place where um you can answer the questions after but not worry about what people are thinking in the time so that you can be present mm-hmm. and you can experience the joy um and the happiness and the laughter and the giggles and all of the stuff right. that goes right. along with whether it's a wedding mm-hmm. or a birthday party or any celebration, family gathering, anything like that mm-hmm. to be in the moment and, or a, you know, an emotional tender video. Right. Yeah. And then worry about it later and answer the question later. Right. Like, yeah. Those were tears of joy. Those weren't tears of sadness. Right. Yeah. But again, doesn't mean you don't have tears of sadness. It's like, okay, well, the sadness is over. Right. There's the, because we both know that. Right. That do. journey is not, is like, oh, just had some happiness. So no, I guess we're out of grief now. Right. That that's uh, always there. It's always in some there. some form. Right. For sure. And, uh, and, and the other thing is too, it just, 
just hit me when you said that too, is that, you know, so you're in that space of being very public, you know, part of this celebration mm-hmm. and with people knowing your story and knowing right. about Kristen and yeah, being concerned about you from a place of love and concern and wanting to look out for you. Right. Right. And wanting to hold that space. And then you not wanting to be worried about their thoughts about you or worried that they're thinking that you're feeling something that you're not feeling or imposing the weight of that on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just had a thought of wondering that. So wondering that and then imagining how many people are also going to be attending the wedding who won't see you know you won't get to see Kristen getting married and maybe there are other people there too who are in the very same boat and hoping the same thing right having an emotional moment being exceptionally happy and their tears not being about their own kids not getting to be there or their niece or nephew or their grandchild or whatever. And knowing that so many people who are watching them getting married may have also lost kids they will never get to see getting married and Mm -hmm. also not wanting that to be misinterpreted or made about them, right? Right. So I was just curious about that too. As you were saying it, you know, you don't want to be misinterpreted. You have your truth. Mm -hmm. And there may be other people there that you may also have those feelings for but maybe or or don't yeah i mean i there's i mean there's going to be um i say so many people it's a it's still a small wedding in a big open space you know i mean we're still right dealing with covid and and if we weren't Oh yeah, between between those two, this would be massive, mm-hmm. massive number of people. But even as it is, you know, in the in those that will be there, there's going to be people I don't know, right? Obviously, and that I don't know their story, right? Um, they don't know mine, right? Um, so yeah, I guess it's um, not, yeah, not me doing the same thing, not try to interpret right. the source of their tears, right? And not try and either own them or shake them, but just to allow, maybe? Yeah, so to where you're saying allow that space. Allow that space and allow yourself not to know what other people's tears may be about because we don't, right? And we don't know what other people are thinking and we can't possibly control them. We can only speak our truth, right? And your truth is that you're feeling nothing but joy about this space. Mm-hmm. And it's like we were talking about right before we set up, and I was curious about how, um, you know, everybody's care and concern and asking you, you know, are you sure you're okay? Are you sure there's right. nothing you're hiding? Are you sure there's no emotions? And you saying, you know, no, it's just joy. It's just joy. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, you know, if, if you were, um, if people's expectation of you to be feeling something other than joy was causing you to question if you should be right gosh should i be feeling something else like what's the expectation you know you know i would had we not been doing these podcasts okay um and how much i have learned from you then the answer to that would probably be different than what it is right now where 
um, you know, it, it would be, you know, just taking on weight and taking on mm-hmm. like, well, wait a minute, you know, and then that's where the, you know, so while the title of, of this particular podcast is the wedding season, it, 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 it could be just as easily, um, you know, is it okay to feel joy mm-hmm. in your grief? Mm-hmm. Like, is it okay? Yeah. Who says it's okay? Who says it's not like, but that's the internal question. Mm-hmm. Is it okay? Yeah. And, um, you know, five years ago, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, maybe not, you know, where then I would have taken that on of mm-hmm. going, um, then feeling guilty for feeling joy. Right. Does that mean I'm forgetting about her? Does that right. mean I'm getting too far away from her or anything right. like that? But with, um, I think for me personally, and I, and again, I don't know if it resonates with listeners or not. And, and if it does, please let us know and reach out because we want to hear and we want to learn as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, yeah, really kind of carrying the weight of how should I feel mm-hmm. and, um, and what will other people see of me in how I feel or mm-hmm. my actions? Right. Because the bottom line is, I mean, we know and I know now it, the love and, and the, the bond that I have and I say have as in present tense mm-hmm. that I have with Kristen and had with her here hasn't changed. Right. Nor has it for you. Right. And your sons. Nope. Nor has it for anyone that's listening to this that has loss. That is a that is a personal and a private bond mm-hmm. that only you have. So whether it's a um you know, with two parents. So one parent their emotions may be different than the other mm-hmm. and how they handle it or For whatever sure. the thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bond that each one of those have with that child mm-hmm. is still their bond right. and it is still, it is not going away. Nope. So I think if we can just release that of, I don't really care what other people think right. or who is the, well, you should, or you, mm-hmm. I mean, we've heard those. We've heard or lots should, of those. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, to be secure in that feeling of no matter what's going on, no matter whether it's been four months, mm-hmm. six months, a year, or, you know, in my case, 14 years, mm-hmm. it doesn't change. Nope. The bond is still there. Yeah. Um, I am still in that lifelong membership of parents, Mm -hmm. that that club of parents who have lost children. I am on a grief journey Mm -hmm. um, and multitudes of parallel paths with others that are on it, but it's still my path. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happens along the way, I mean, I could, I could, uh, and I know there's comparisons, right? Of what's the happiest day? You know, you know, and, and it's like, 
it's so easy to say the birth of right. my son, the birth of my daughter. You know, that's, um, I get that. That's so easy. Or my wedding day or whatever. But those that are parents, it's, you're going to, especially those with loss, are going to go right to that. So you could, I believe, you could still experience something that brings you just massive amounts of joy. Mm-hmm. And most of the, well, I can speak for me. I wasn't ready. I mean, how do I, I mean, here's, you know, Kristen coming into the world and I'm like, ah, you know, I didn't have any, there was no playbook. So how was I feeling and what was my emotion? Um, and that can't be gauged and rated, you know, with really with other emotions and everything else. It's just a different bond. It's a special bond, just like the bond between a mother and a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, a man cannot possibly understand that. I don't believe it's different. Um, and so I think if we own that bond, then, or get to a place where we can own that, that no matter what joy we feel, what happens, what joyous, incredible thing happens in our lives, that it doesn't diminish that bond you don't love that child any less you haven't gotten over it the quote unquote Mm -hmm. you haven't moved on none of that none of that's true it's never going to be true your bond will always be there Mm -hmm. and as you said either in the beginning or before we talked that there's room yeah for both for sure there's room for multiple emotions at the same time for sure even though we feel, or I can, I can say that I feel, or, or maybe, maybe as men, we don't feel like we can. I mean, other than, I'm sorry, in order to feel this, I need to go ahead and put this in a file and close that door and right. flip a switch, and then it's this. Right. Instead of, because it's, I think, and maybe, maybe I'm misspeaking for guys, but um, that it's easy to compartmentalize. And, and I think that's some of the things I've I've you know, that in a relationship of like, well, I, between a man and a woman and the difference of that is, well, no, I'm not thinking about that right now. Already, That's, I put that aside, Right. but that it's, that it's all there. So having that ability of you having the ability to feel multiple things at the same time, right. For me takes work to then, allow that instead of compartmentalizing going, okay, I'm going to go to this wedding. I need to compartmentalize my grief and so that I can experience joy, but that, but to be open to just don't compartmentalize and just feel what you're going to feel. And that, as you said, there is room. There is room for sure. And again, the thinking versus the feeling, right? The thinking is the brain space and then the heart is the feeling. So, you know, when you say about compartmentalize, maybe it's thinking about different things, Mm -hmm. right? So different tools, maybe. So I'm just curious if that would play into it a little bit, you know, if, if naming our emotions would, and giving voice to the heart, you know, would allow that kind of mindfulness of being in that space. It's like, oh, I'm feeling this right now. 
because the heart speaks emotions. Sure. And so, and sometimes we can just be unconsciously doing things, you know, because it's just it's below the below the radar. And then to you know let our hearts say what we're feeling. Um, and you know we're always going to be the brain is always going to always going to pull us away from the painful feelings, right? Mm-hmm. So um, just even letting our hearts have a voice and and naming them and saying, oh, what was that just there? Was that a moment of grief? Was that a moment of missing? Was that a moment of loss? Um, which can pop into an absolute moment of joy, you know? Sure. But not rob the joy, either. And then, yes, absolutely, having that underlying heart space of grief and of missing somebody and then having an absolute moment of pure joy well you're right it doesn't take away from the bond but sometimes i think you're absolutely you know you're spot on we can feel like and i loved how you put it you know is this moment of joy pulling me away from that connection because my connection with my child is now a space of grief right mm-hmm. so is this moment of joy is it disconnecting me from that bond um but no, it's not. It's not. Absolutely not. You can hold all of those emotions at the same time. Um, but not wanting sometimes to give voice to it or give a name to it. Right. Um, can keep us stuck in that. Um, you know, for you, this, this season is um, wedding season. And uh, for me, graduations are the tough one. Um, so... And Sarah's wedding last year was an absolute joy, but was tough because there were three spaces beside her that were not filled physically, you know. Um, so for me, wedding her wedding last year was it was a, it was an absolute joy and a loss at the same time, mm-hmm. um, which she also gave voice to, you know, that the boys would never get to do that. So she recognized that in her joy in getting married. Um, so, um, and I definitely noticed that, but it didn't rob me of the joy of the day. I was able to be absolutely fully present and celebrating getting to see my daughter getting married. And at the same time, <clears throat> recognizing and feeling the loss of getting my boys, getting to see my boys do that too. Right. So it's getting to, it's almost like you're living this, parallel life in some in some ways of walking the line of of that space you know being able to live fully present with the joy and then also acknowledging this oh that's an ache that's an ache right there and that's what that ache is coming from and for me at least I feel if I acknowledge the ache it doesn't have a chance to really grow really loud until I acknowledge it it's just I kind of walk towards it and go, oh, okay. That's what that little gnawing is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, graduation season is, is kind of a, a tough one. Um, and you and I talked a little bit about um, the, the friends who will continue to invite and the friends who don't and maybe what those reasons might be and... You know, I was saying to you, friends will invite me still to Thanksgiving and Christmas and graduations. And instead of making an excuse or deflecting or whatever, I will say very comfortably, you know, I love that you invited me. I'm not in that space right now where I can slip into this family dynamic. Um, Right. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm actually really comfortable at this point in choosing to do something else on Christmas Day. If I'm not with Sarah, I'll go volunteer or I'll do something else. And that feels like a, a, a healthier, more truthful thing that I need to do to be to honor my heart space at that time. Um, and also, you know, I have friends who say, you know, here's the invitation. It's open. If you change your mind at the last minute, you can pop in. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how I'm going to wake up in the morning. I might wake up and want to join them. That hasn't happened right. yet. But, I, but I'm leaving the door open to that being a possibility. So I don't know how you feel about those invitations. What's your experience, Ben? No, I, I want the invitations. I, w- I, I guess I want to have the choice instead of the choice being made for me. Right. Yeah. Um, I understand um, the reluctance sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, it could come from a couple of different places. So it's like, right. you know, I'm, is this, is, you know, is he going to be like a Debbie Downer here and everybody right. knows and is it really going to just kind of, mm-hmm. and I don't know that that's necessarily, it might sound like a selfish position, but I don't know that it necessarily is. Right. I think it's just, hey, this party or this event, this is for a, a bunch of fun and, and you know, mm-hmm. we don't we want it to be joyful. And then, you know, then the other side of the coin of, um, you know, our, we, everybody's going to be happy and laughing and having a great time. And is, um, is he going to be sad and it make him feel worse? So I want to protect right. him. Um, but I would say, you know, and, and, you know, for listeners to tell their friends, send the invite. Right. Let it be your choice. Right. Because like you said, you might wake up that morning and go, oh, I really want to do this. Right. Or mm-hmm. not. Or not. But let it be, you know, your choice instead of, like I, you know, saying earlier, to, um, I can't possibly, possibly control mm-hmm. what other people are thinking about what I'm, right. like how are they interpreting mm-hmm. what I, my actions. I can't control that. Right. Um, so the same with this, they can't, you know, mm-hmm. control, um, or shouldn't try to control. Well, mm-hmm. if I don't do this, mm-hmm. then I'm protecting them. Right. Invite them. And then, Go ahead, yeah, invite them. See what happens. Yeah. Narrator Bruce here. I think that's a good place to stop, um, the recording. And again, now we've got a whole other section that we continued our conversation and kind of took us in different directions and we'll release that as an additional podcast but for now uh, we'll stop there's a lot to unpack a lot to digest there so as i mentioned before our website is live and that's uh, don't forget to breathe podcast.com from that site you can reach out to us you can find links to our Facebook and Instagram pages, some helpful resources, uh, Rena's Turning Your Leaf website. Um, and also there's a platform there uh, to contact us with comments, questions, or to seek help. Um, so go to don'tforgettobreathepodcast.com and send us a message. If anything in this podcast has resonated with you at all, or you have a question, or, 
or just unsure what we were talking about and and you need a little a little help on unpacking it and explaining what it was that that we meant with something we might have said reach out and let us know um we're here for you so until that next podcast coming up thanks for listening